Rebecca, Romance of Redemption, Introduction. The story, Rebecca, begins in Genesis 24, with Abraham requesting his oldest servant to find a wife for his son. You shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. Many people look upon the story of Rebekah as an account of deceit and trickery. However, there is another side to the story of Rebekah. When Abraham's servant arrived in Mesopotamia, he prayed to God. Before he finished his prayer, Rebekah had arrived at the water well. When Abraham's servant asked her for a drink, she gave him a drink and also offered to water his camels. The servant interpreted Rebecca's act of kindness as a sign from God and the answer to his prayer. He believed God had directed him to Isaac's future wife. After providing the servant and camels with water, Rebecca assured him that there was enough room in her parents' house to accommodate him and his camels for the night. Her willingness and kind heart towards helping a stranger in need exposed the godliness in Rebecca, and the love of God led her to his will. The next morning, the servant of Abraham wanted to leave with Rebekah. Not many women would be willing to leave their family, friends, and country to marry a man that they had never met and reside in a foreign land. It would take an exceptional woman, one who had faith in God. When she arrived and met Isaac, he immediately loved her, and they were married. Isaac and Rebekah were happily married for many years, yet Rebekah was unable to have children. She was confused because God had told her that she would be the mother of thousands of ten thousands. Isaac prayed to God for children. God heard his prayer and Rebekah became pregnant. The Bible says that Isaac was 60 years old when Rebekah became pregnant with twin boys, meaning she was nearly 40 years old. During her pregnancy, she felt a struggle within her womb and was concerned about it. God told her, two nations are in your womb, two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. This was a straightforward answer from God, and it influenced the course of her life. And the story begins. Act 1. The Betrothal and Marriage of Rebecca. She was a young woman who came from a well-to-do family in Upper Mesopotamia. She was a relative of Abraham and destined to become the wife of Isaac, son of Sarah. Rebecca was beautiful, shrewd, energetic, physically robust, and strong-willed. We met her at the well of Aram Naharaim, where she showed that she was willing to work and confident enough to speak to the strangers who had been sent to find a wife for Isaac. 
before he had finished speaking there was rebecca coming out with her water jar on her shoulder the girl was very fair to look upon a young girl whom no man had known she went down to the spring filled her jar and came up rebecca impressed abraham's men who had stopped to rest at the well they offered her valuable gifts including a gold nose ring and two gold bracelets which she accepted what are the gifts for rebecca there are two types of marriage gifts the bride price given by the family of the groom to the bride's family in rebecca's case it is gold and silver jewelry and clothing with additional gifts for members of her family the dowry which was money servants slash slaves and gifts taken with the bride to her new home rebecca took her nurse and maids with her as part of her dowry rebecca led the men to her home to introduce them to her family her brother laban seemed to be the head of the household inviting them to stay this suggests that the father bethuel was alive but was incapable of acting as head of the household act two rebecca says yes a proposal of marriage on behalf of isaac was made it was accepted by rebecca and by her family and they called rebecca and said to her will you go with this man she said i will so they sent away their sister rebecca and her nurse along with abraham's servant and his man and they blessed rebecca the description of rebecca's betrothal and marriage gives a fair picture of marriage practices among the early hebrew people the marriage was arranged between families rather than between the individuals themselves there were definite legal procedures to be followed in mesopotamia a marriage arranged by a brother was only valid if the woman gave her full consent this is why the biblical text mentions consultation with rebecca Rebecca had more say in whom she married than did Isaac, her future husband. Genesis 24.8 suggests that the marriage would not have gone ahead without her consent, but Isaac is expected to marry the woman brought home to him by his father's agent. As she faced the journey to her new home, she seemed sure of her own judgment and ready for this daunting new experience her journey took her from upper mesopotamia in what is now northeastern syria when rebecca and isaac met it seems to have been love at first sight he took her to the tent that once belonged to his mother sarah this tent was to be rebecca's now the phrase isaac loved her is used something most unusual for the biblical text rebecca comforted isaac after his mother's death the deep bond that isaac had with sarah was now replaced by his love for rebecca act three the birth of esau and jacob 
Rebecca did not conceive for quite some years, and this was considered both a personal misfortune and a sign that she was not favored by God. But eventually, she became pregnant. Even then, it was not smooth sailing. She had a difficult pregnancy. Since the two babies inside her were constantly moving, she had no peace. Even before they were born, they were struggling with each other inside the womb. Like many women before and since, she wondered what she had got herself into. Rebecca cried out to the Lord, God, please explain. So she went to inquire of the Lord. Rebecca was the first woman we hear of who sought God out and asked him for an explanation of her condition. The method she used to speak with God is not explained, but a common practice in the ancient world was to consult a prophet or oracle. Rebecca may have followed this practice or, as in Numbers 12.6, the message may have come to her in a dream. God told her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples born of you shall be divided. The one shall be stronger than the other. The elder shall serve the younger. Rebecca had twin sons, Esau and Jacob. The struggle in her womb had been a sign that there was to be a lifelong struggle between Esau and Jacob and a continuing struggle between their descendants, the Edomites and the Israelites. When her time to give birth was at hand, there were twins in her womb. The first came out red, all his body like a hairy mantle, so they named him Esau. Afterwards, his brother came out with his hand gripping Esau's heel, so he was named Jacob. From the beginning, we have two brothers clashing. From the start, Esau was a man's man, good in hunting and outdoor activities, confident, careless, unconcerned, he had a good relationship with his father. He married two Hittite non-Hebrew women who did not get along well with Rebekah or Isaac. Jacob, on the other hand, was quiet, more thoughtful, more interested in learning. He did not particularly enjoy outdoor activities. He depended on his intelligence and his wits rather than on brute strength. Act 4, Rebecca and the Blessing of Isaac One day, Esau carelessly gave up his birthright, half of his inheritance, to his younger twin, Jacob. Well, what did this mean? On the death of the father, Property was divided in equal shares between the sons, but the eldest son got a double portion. This was called the birthright of the eldest. Thus, in a family of two sons, the elder would get 
two-thirds, the younger would get one-third. Daughters had already received their inheritance in the form of a dowry. In the story of the stew, Esau despised his birthright so much that he sold his birthright to his brother Jacob for a mere bowl of lentil stew. After this, we learn of Judith and Basimath, Esau's Hittite wives, who made life bitter for Rebekah and Isaac. The resentment of the two was understandable. In their eyes, their husband should have been in line to inherit a double portion of Jacob's possessions, which he would not now receive. However, the two overlooked the fact that it was their husband's fault that this was so and took out their anger on their in-laws. But the story also suggests that the real reason for this grubby behavior lay in their origins, for they were foreigners with foreign gods and customs. When Isaac was very old, he realized that it was nearly time for him to die. This meant that he should give the formal blessing to the son he wanted to succeed him. In ancient Hebrew tribes, the blessing meant the handing over of legal power to a successor, a more valuable gift than any amount of property. The person who received the blessing had authority over the whole clan, even over people who were older than himself. If Jacob had the blessing, he would govern the tribe after Isaac's death. But Esau was Isaac's favorite son. He had many of the qualities that Isaac lacked. He was hardy, carefree, a good hunter and physically strong. The question was, would he be the best person to govern the tribe after Jacob's death? Rebecca did not think so. She believed that the quiet, intelligent Jacob would do a better job. She therefore colluded with her younger son and under her direction, Jacob tricked his dying father into giving the blessing to him. Then Rebekah took the best garments of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on her younger son Jacob. And she put the skins of the kids on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Act 5. Who will get the birthright? Esau was enraged, as well as he might be. He had been betrayed by his mother and his brother and lost the inheritance that was due to him, his birthright, and the blessing. In response, he planned to kill Jacob as soon as his father died. But once again, Rebekah stepped in, helping Jacob to escape. She also maneuvered. Isaac into arranging a marriage between Jacob and one of the daughters of Laban, the brother she had left so many years ago in Mesopotamia. 
the lessons to be learned from the story of Rebecca would be women are people too. They can be just as ambitious, loving, deceitful, and self-sacrificing as men. Their individual personalities shapes them, not their gender. God's plan for humanity is beyond our understanding. The Bible does not flinch from showing the complexity of human nature. Rebecca deceived her aged husband and betrayed her older son. The other members of her family are also less than perfect, yet God uses them for his purpose. The story also shows the fulfillment of God's promise, the gradual unfolding of God's plan. Sarah and Abraham will have many descendants and become a great nation. The death of Rebecca is not recorded in the Bible. Only the facts that she was buried in the cave of Machpelah together with the patriarchs and Sarah and Leah in Genesis forty nine thirty one. The end.